This week, Mike and I are discussing some controllers, a couple of game announcements, and so much more. Welcome to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. This is a song I wrote about the Good Game, Bad Game podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Game, Bad Game podcast, the podcast where Mike and I talk about good games, cloud gaming. We never actually talk about bad games uh, unless it's cyberpunk. Mike, how are you? How's it going? Should Uh, we? Are we not living up to our namesake? Do we need to talk about bad games more? Maybe. It's the worst game we've ever played. Not today, but. <laughs> Don't put me on the spot again. Unless you want me to put you on the spot. Spencer, what's the worst game you've ever played? But only between the years of like 2004 and 2008. Oh, God. I, I don't even really know what games I played back then. Call of probably Duty. A, probably a Spyro in 2004. Oh, no, sure. that's true. Yeah. Probably a Spyro game for the Game Boy Advance, if I had to guess. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. I need to stop playing with stuff on my desk because I'm making lots of noise according to Discord. Anyway, my week, my my desk is very distracting, hence why I haven't gotten to my week yet. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't ask th- about your week. You didn't? No. So bold of you to uh, assume that. But tell me about your man. week. <laughs> <laughs> My week was good, as it always is. Not great, not bad. It's just always good. It's not the great game. <laughs> oh my fucking god. <laughs> I finally beat Watch Dogs Legion. Mm-hmm. Great game. 10 out of 10, would recommend. How much time did I tell you I put into that? Was that, that was the 51 hours and like... 45 minutes. It was something yeah. in 45 minutes. Yeah, it was like 50, 52, 51 hours. Low, it was definitely over 50. I feel like you're low ball only. I think it was like 55 hours. Well, I'm looking at messages from last week. There's <laughs> Fat Spencer again. <laughs> so I'm going too far. <laughs> uh, I'm going to punch you. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to reach through this Discord call and punch you. Please do. It's going to be 51 minutes and 40. It's going to be 51 hours and 45 minutes. It's 51 hours and 45 minutes. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what Stadia told me. Like, if you go into the achievements for Stadia, that's how long it said I played. But I'm pretty sure if I go into my save file, it's like within the game, it's a Mm -hmm. lot more. Because I feel like I told you I was like 51 hours in a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I thought you had cracked 60. Yeah, I'll look at the save file and see what the discrepancy is. I thought it was a lot more than 51 hours. I played the fuck out of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much all I did. Now I have to find a new game. Oh, shit. Um, so I ordered uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. It's almost almost two weeks ago, I think, from Amazon, and it never showed up. So I had to, get a, I had to wait a certain amount of time and then ask for a replacement. Mm-hmm. The replacement finally came today, so that's installed. I'll probably start that soon. Yeah. And then I also read an article last night that 
Oh, what the hell game is it? The new Star Wars game, not Squadrons. Is it Fallen Order? Mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order? That just got um, a Series X and I think a PS5 update to be oh. enhanced. Let's go. Um, and that's, of course, included with Game Pass and EA Play. So I downloaded that to my Series X. So once I see that the update's in there, I'm probably going to play that as well. I've been excited about that. Yeah, that's that's probably two, I would say two solid games. I've heard like mixed reviews about that Immortals game. Yeah, um, I did. My my brother got it mm-hmm. and he streamed it. Um, It's, I don't know. It's funny because I was um, watching it and of course... This was right after I had gone back to playing uh, uh, Horizon for the first time in a while. And Justine was watching Chris's stream. And she's like, that looks like that game you were just playing. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, oh, you mean the one that I just told Spencer I'm thinking about giving up? <laughs> yeah. That's two, two solid games, though, that, that are on your, your short list. I like that. Yeah, and then of course there's always the backlog of PS4 games that mm-hmm. I've purchased and will likely never play. Right. Fun stuff. How was your week? Well, I played a lot of Mafia Three. Um, really enjoying that again. Such a fun game, honestly. Uh, probably I might be enjoying it more than I did the first time I played it. Um, and I'm kind of taking the approach of, cause I'm doing like the, the, there's like two ways to play it. Like you can either recruit everybody or you can do a kill playthrough. And this is my kill playthrough. And it might be the fact that I'm playing it so fast and loose that kind of like what we were talking about last week, how sometimes when you go back and play a game, the polar opposite of how you played it the first time, it can end up being better. Um, mm-hmm. so kind of, kind of maybe a little bit of that. And so having a lot of fun with that. And then, uh, uh, last night got my fourth platinum of 2021 uh, in Moonlighter. I streamed it, uh, did a did a full playthrough of that game, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I still love that game so much. I'm so happy that I ended up buying it. Um, because so, had you played that game before your stream? Yep. Yep. Okay. So I played it before and like played completely through, and I was that that was I think back when Chris was on to talk about the PS5. I was at that at that time I was playing that game, or I had just beaten it, and um, yeah, just such a good game. And then the last trophy I needed to get was to uh, beat the game in under ten hours, and okay. so that's why I did that's it. Right. All talk about it. Yeah. So, but that was basically it for me. Just that. Uh, my PS5 will be here on Saturday. And so I was kind of like, I'm kind of in that weird spot. I think I said that last week too, where I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't really know what to start because I know I'm going to get Miles Morales. I know I'm going to get Demon Souls. I know I'm going to get Sackboy probably. I'm going to get Bug Snacks, obviously. Like so many games um, are going to be flooding me at once. So I, I didn't really want to go in too deep although tonight i think i'm actually going to start playing uh trover saves the universe on stream yeah i think i'm going to stream it um and i'm actually really excited to play that but i have a feeling that's gonna be kind of a shorter game um so yeah that's my is that is that an indie game i don't know much about that one so that's from the creators of rick and morty and so i think it was i think they like kind of like did it i don't know if they had like a big backer like 
South Park had Ubisoft behind it. Um, I don't know if they had anything like that for this, but I could be wrong. I'd have to look into that. But yeah. I think you did send someone sent me that one. That or we talked about it when we were up there in July. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, um, so I'm I'm excited to play that. But again, feel like that's gonna be kind of shorter. So nothing nothing too big. Um, but yeah, so I'm ex- I'm excited to get into the PS5. So next week already, I'll probably have plenty to talk about in terms of of that. Um, super stoked. Yeah, we'll have to um make it your turn to be interviewed. Hell yeah, I'll I'll definitely make sure I put enough time into it. Don't worry. Um, it's gotta be more time than me. <laughs> it's got to be more than getting it the day of the podcast yeah and yeah. setting it up <laughs> yeah you had like what i think when we recorded that saturday you had had it like only three days and played it maybe like you had the chance to play it because it was all like during the week so like weekdays yeah. and stuff you had like i think in total put like maybe five hours into it in total yeah sounds like the number i gave you so yeah but uh that's that's the number you gave me, but Stadia would say it was three hours and two minutes. So, but right. you know, neither here nor there. Last week you put me on the spot and asked sure. me what my bold prediction was. So we're gonna jump into that real quick before we get into the meat, the meat and potatoes, as our PA Dutch uh, childhood would would say. Um, so mine, I came up with it like right at the end, uh, but then we were like, let's just table it. Do you remember? when uh sony i think it was like it was right when the switch was really blowing up so this was probably like two years ago or maybe Mm -hmm. it was last year and i think you might know where i'm going with this oh no it was definitely 2019 or earlier um it wasn't 2020 they patented a new type of controller technically so it's funny uh I, i think it was technically a controller but it was basically like a bigger vita and so essentially it looked like a switch do you remember that? Do you remember that patent? That yeah, they I do. I was very excited. I think this year, my bold prediction is we get something out of that. Don't know what it'll be. Don't know if it'll be exactly a PlayStation Switch, but I have a feeling we are going to get more information. Not necessarily that something will release, but my bold prediction is PlayStation will announce a 50-50 type device that is like a portable uh, uh, way to play your ps5 off away from your tv um i i have a feeling it'll be like uh man i don't know if it'll have like the same capabilities of the switch where it's like i can play it in the car or if it's just like i can go to my bedroom and be playing it on this i don't know kind of more like a wii u kind of thing yeah like i don't want to get like too crazy into my prediction i just have a feeling my bold prediction is that we will hear more about this we could never hear another thing about this thing it could have just happened and that's it and that's oh yeah totally believable but my my bold prediction is this year we 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 hear sony talk about something with that that would be really exciting i love portable consoles i still i have my vita right in front of me i keep it on my desk because there are just some days where i'm like you know what? i need a you know 15 30 minute vita break mm-hmm and I'll just pop a game on there. I I love that. I love the Vita. When I was really young, I loved the three uh, the regular DS. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the 3DS, but it kind of came out at the same time as the Vita. 
and uh, I certainly didn't use it anywhere near as much. And then uh, at that time, too, smartphone gaming was becoming a little more prevalent. And uh, I happened to have an iPhone around that time as well. Um, so that definitely took my time away from it. But yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be cool. Um, and I think that would kind of I think that'd be a good move to get Sony into the three hundred dollar price range where you see the Switch and then the Series S. Mm-hmm. Um, play the same games as the PS Five, but maybe a little downscaled and of course portable. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I remember I got super pumped when I saw something like that. But also, it was kind of like when the Switch was announced and released. It was like, but that's just like a, a nicer Vita. Like, why mm-hmm. did the Vita have to flop so hard? Because I know you and I, we both got it day one. Bunch of right. fucking idiots. We got the Vita day one. Um, I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. But like, the only thing. <laughs> I don't regret it. I just regret that. I don't know how to even word it. I just hate that they gave up on it. Uh, like, I don't know. Apparently, there are a lot of good JRPGs on there. So, and you can buy them for cheap. So, might be worth I, looking into whenever you run out of the games that you have on there already. I don't even know if that's going to happen because I know at a certain point, I like went on a spree of buying Vita games to like <laughs> in hopes it'd like show in their data they're like, Hi, I'm here, I'm still using this. Like, don't kill me yet, please. Yeah. I uh yeah, I got the God of War collection that they put on there. I got the Ratchet and Clank collection. Um honestly it's great for that. Like yeah. get a bunch of these like old collections that like the, that might be on like the PS4. Um or maybe like they'll get ported to the PS five, but like they're kind of like throw away to like help you catch up on a series or something like you know you can just play it portably so it's a good it's still a good system like and i hear certain people within the industry greg miller is like a big uh like spokesperson for the vita like he 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 i know speaks highly of it but like yeah i just i just wish other people realized how good it could have been i'm currently fondling my vita that's wow yeah just picked it up i couldn't stop touching uh looking at it so i figured i should touch it quit fiddling with shit (laughs) you're like like six (laughs) um what's your what's your bold prediction little mikey big mikey (laughs) big mikey (laughs) um mine falls in the realm of peripherals and it's kind of just like a blanket um i think we've seen with like the ps5 sony kind of went on a limb and said hey we're going to kind of innovate on the controller uh, even though they they really didn't need to and i thought that was pretty cool i mean for the sake of games uh like that i don't know if i'm confusing it with the the ps4 games but like the astros uh, uh big adventure or whatever it is the the game that came with, I think it came with the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that really was kind of a showcase for it. And then you get games like Call of Duty where people are like, this is annoying. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's like, I don't know, air quotes, more realistic. But also, like, you know, it affects how the game plays. It's, if you're more competitive, like, you don't really want that. Right. Um, I saw an article 
and it was kind of hard to follow up on it. It didn't seem like there was a ton of information out there that Microsoft was sending out surveys to Xbox Series X and S users asking if like responsive triggers are something that they would want. So the Series X controller um, is really no different than, you know, the Xbox One controller is just a little higher quality mm-hmm. um, feeling at least. Um, so now they're trying to, it seems like they're doing the research and development to see like, okay, do we want um, adaptive triggers? Um, I don't know all the questions around there. I'm still trying to track down the actual survey, but things like that. And I know years ago, I think this was like right before the PS4 came out. Um, journals, journalists were like, oh, your PS4 controller is going to be able to monitor your amount of stress and like make weapons sway um, more intense if you're more stressed. Um, things like that um, obviously never came to fruition, but I think we're going to see specifically uh, Microsoft and Sony doing some more R&D on what makes sense. You know, is it is it cool to have some more of these features like the responsive triggers, or is it really just going to be a nuisance? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot in the controller-specific realm. But I also think we're going to kind of see a resurgence of VR. Which, if we would have had this conversation a year ago, I probably wouldn't have said this. I probably would have told you that I was seeing VR kind of fall off. Um, And I don't know to the extent. I think we're really just going to get a bunch of announcements this year. I think it's hard with COVID and everything. I don't know like to the extent that R&D departments are working on moonshot projects. Um, But I think we're going to see at least an announcement of a PSVR 2. Okay. Um, I I think if if Sony is committing to VR um, as much as they seem to have in the past couple of years, or specifically the, the past year, um, we're going to see a PSVR 2 that will bring the VR hardware up to snuff with the PS5. Mm-hmm. And um, there were some rumors that uh, Microsoft is still considering their own VR headset uh, specifically for gaming. So I think maybe my um, big what if it was going to be some sort of announcement with either um, VR, AR-related hardware for for Xboxes. I don't know if theirs is going to be specifically attached to the Series X. I feel like Microsoft might go the route of like Facebook and Oculus and say, here's a standalone unit. It's 300 bucks or 400 uh-huh. bucks, whatever it is. Um, and you get these games. But we'd have to see what like studio support they get as well. Right from from internal studios, so we'll see. Maybe with all these acquisitions, they're kind of lining one up to be VR specific. Mm-hmm. Um, just just real quick, going back to you know the the whole thing with uh, the the PS5 controller making things, you know, yeah, it makes it more realistic. But like you said, with like competitive uh, game modes, you know, that's not necessarily what you want. Do you think we're going to see something in like a lot of games where the controller gets more and more immersive? They keep adding as many features as possible to really make you feel 
you know, realistic, like to really make the game feel realistic and all these other things, right? Do you think we're going to keep getting those things? And do you think like the way games will adapt would be to maybe add um, like at the start of it um, and then like back in like the options menu, something along the lines of like, you know, what type of play style do you want? Do you want and then like full immersion, uh, like a 50-50 and then classic, which classic would just be like, you don't really get any of the bonus stuff. Like you're not really getting the full effect of the controller. It's just the shell and the buttons and that's it. Like none of this extra, you know, uh, stuff to, to give you the immersion. Do you think we'll see something like that? Because, you know, I agree. Like I think Sony and Microsoft, especially with Microsoft sending out that survey, right? Like they're definitely trying to see like, what do you guys want? Do you guys want this like immersion? And I, I would think like, yeah people would want that right um you know again maybe not in like the competitive scene but I, I would also think that most people aren't super into the competitive scene and playing on a console i would think they'd maybe be trying to do that on pc i don't know um <clears throat> but like could you see something like that maybe having because i think that would actually be really cool if they if they add like a feature like that we've seen the statistics this year right where single player games have kind of had a resurgence mm-hmm. um so I think that level of immersion would be would be good. And right. I'm going to use Uncharted as the example. <clears throat> and this had mixed reviews. Um, so I think your solution of saying, like, do you want to interact with the game this way or not? Like, mm-hmm. Do you want to configure the controller that way? Um, if you look at Uncharted Golden Abyss, it really took advantage of all of the features of the Vita, the six-axis uh, motion controls, the touchpad, the camera. I don't know if you remember in that game, there were like, I don't know, little pieces of paper and you had to hold it up to a light to see characters through it. And it was super finicky and honestly kind of annoying. But cool nonetheless. Like it was just, you know, for the developers to think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could see some some things like that with, we'll just use the, the dual sense um, in this case, but controllers in general. Like, Again, if you're playing like an Uncharted game and let's say in game you pick up some sort of puzzle, okay, and you can feel like the haptics in it, like there's like a ball in there, let's say. It's like mm-hmm. a, it's like a ball in a box, okay. Um, and you have to kind of move it around and feel, because it, it feels this accurate, like where the ball is and like, let's say if the ball is like blocking where the right trigger is, like it won't let you pull the trigger until you move it out of the way and it's this whole puzzle i think immersion like that would be really cool i would enjoy that personally right um but i don't think you can force it for competitive games like call of duty um for single player if you want to have like different trigger pull weights for different guns in game that's cool i love it but keep it to single player Mm -hmm. exactly when you go when you go into multiplayer just turn that off make it a regular trigger weight um that way you kind of get the best of both worlds so i would like to see it i really want to see controller innovation that's something that i get particularly excited about with every generation um i remember being when i got my ps3 and i didn't get my ps3 at the beginning of the generation i got the um when they came out with the slim so i don't know that was maybe two or three years after the generation had started Mm -hmm. and you know, and looking at it, I was like, oh man, it's like literally just a wireless dual shock too. And I wasn't too thrilled about that because I like I had been playing a lot of 360 at the time at friends' houses. 
and I really liked the Xbox controller, the fact that it had um, an analog um, trigger, you know, if you're playing a racing game, it reacts to how much you're pushing it. And then finally got the PS3 and held the DualShock 3 for the first time and realized that the triggers were analog like that. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. And I was suddenly excited by it. And then we saw DualShock 4, they added the touchpad, which didn't really get used much, but I felt the games that did use it, I enjoyed it, like especially ones that used maps. Yep. I thought that it was super helpful for it to feel like a smartphone, kind of. Um, and then we've seen all the stuff with the DualSense. Um, so I'm excited about it. I was disappointed when I saw that there was really no innovation in the Xbox controller, but they have had the Elite controller, and you can use that. But even with the base controller... Uh, the overall quality, you know, almost feels like a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think we might see a, so, you know, PlayStation at the end of the PS4 lifecycle, they announced that back button attachment um, mm-hmm. for the DualShock 4. Uh, and I think a lot of people thought that that was going to be a feature on the DualSense. I know I did. Uh, do you think you know, that's like the next thing as well. Um, Xbox has the Elite controller. Do you think Sony's going to make their own Elite controller this generation? Uh, do you think like having these back buttons is going to be a new thing that they try to add to controllers and it becomes like more of a normal than for it to be just this price upgrade uh, and like for a beefier controller, but it's actually in fact just, like I said, like the norm. It would be what's included essentially. Do you think we're going to see something like that? Uh, or do you think they're going to keep focusing on, you know, like the, the innards, if you will? I think they're going to keep focusing on the innards. I think it would be, um, silly to like force an elite style controller on somebody. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the controller as is right now is perfectly fine Mm -hmm. for playing games as we know them. that hasn't changed and what, 30 years, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. So I have to look at it, look at one and maybe you'll be able to shed some light on this when you get your PS five. But when I looked at Chris's controller, the dual sense, I kind of looked at the bottom and I was like, it would have been nice if they would have at least made like the, that back panel for the dual shock four, like cross generation. Mm hmm. But I think it's got like um, it's got the headphone jack on the bottom, I believe. If you and vamp, then, if you vamp for like five seconds, I can go grab. I have a dual sense controller. Oh, do you? Yeah, I can go grab it real quick. So just just vamp for a sec. Okay, I'll keep on this train of thought. And hopefully, you'll be back. Perfect. So, I believe, in, and Spencer's obviously going to attest to whether or not I'm right or wrong. Um. There's two little, um, almost kind of like uh, uh, pads on the bottom. So on the bottom of the DualShock 4, there's like slots and then the headphone jack, and that's how the back panel goes in. Um, I don't believe the DualSense has that. Um, So that was kind of disappointing to see that that back panel wasn't going to work in the next generation. And basically it's good until the DualShock 4 dies. Um, 
so uh, we'll we'll see if they come out with another attachment like that if they were just kind of testing to see what the demand was which at the time was really high because they sold out and people scalped that so go figure <laughs> yep <laughs> um but they ended up remanufacturing them decided it was a good idea and now they're pretty easy to find i found one once they came out with the second batch of them did you get one yeah i got one months ago oh i didn't i didn't remember you having that yeah i have it um i basically keep it on one controller it's actually the controller that came with my ps4 mm-hmm. um i just put it on that one because it's all black and it just blends in better right yeah, I got it. I used it a ton for... It's only two buttons um, compared to like the Elite controller for Xbox, which is four back panels. Mm-hmm. I used it a lot for Warzone when I was into that. Okay. So for like, And, and for most of the times with PlayStation, it's, it is nice with the PlayStation one where you map the buttons directly on the device, whereas like with um, the Elite controller for Xbox, there's a piece of software you have to do it. And then basically just updates your controller accordingly. So I did this a lot because at the time I was also playing Horizon. I would just change the mapping to like the jump and the crouch buttons. That's mainly what I used it for. Mm-hmm. Whatever like the primary like face buttons that were used, that's what I changed them to. But I could see how like someone might change it to like um, competitively like to a trigger pull because it's such a it's such a quick button. It's it's really snappy. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm holding the dual sense right now, and like, I, I don't really see that as something that I'm like, yeah, I could really use that. So, I would hope that, like you said, that they wouldn't move that direction to try and make it a like the norm, right? Like to like force an elite style controller on you. Um, and I I really can't imagine them doing that. But I just thought for a fun little exercise in thought. I would I would toss that out there. What's on the bottom of the dual sense? It's a, a three point five millimeter headphone jack, right? Just as a headphone jack, yep. And then to the left and the right of it, is there like two conductive pads? Mm-hmm. Like two bronze pads. They don't go into the like it doesn't look like the dual shock four, right? Where it's like almost like a plug. Two plugs, I can't remember. I think it's two plugs. Right, yeah, it doesn't look like that. No. Yeah. So that means that the uh panel for the dual shock four won't work with it right but i don't know if you were here during this part of my monologue but i said maybe they were just testing the waters for something mm-hmm. like that yeah yep i heard that um and you're right like you know how, how much do you think that really cost them to do that right so yeah and they charge 30 bucks for it right basically what is that half the price of a like a normal dual shock like non-special color dual shock four for, yeah, yeah, for two that, buttons. yeah, it's 60 bucks for a controller. Yeah, I'm sure it costs them five cents to manufacture <laughs> and distribute it. So they probably made a killing off of it. Oh, uh, yeah, seriously. But I think I think that's a good route. Um, I, I probably prefer that route to like a, uh, an elite controller. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want that extra functionality, here's you know an apparatus to do so. You don't need to buy a whole new controller. Um, because I think the Elite, I have the Elite Series 1, and I got it maybe a year or two after it came out. I think the Series 2 was just about to be released, and I think it was like 120 bucks, mm-hmm. so double the cost. 
and and new i think they were going for like 200. um and for and, and i i used the elite controller a lot uh once i got used to it i got it around the time that red dead came out so i kind of used that game to force myself um and then like madden as well since that mm-hmm. uses a lot of face buttons um and i liked it but now like I haven't used my Elite controller in forever, mostly because I haven't taken the time to hook it up to my Series X yet. Mm-hmm. But also going back to a regular controller, I'm like, it's nice to not have to think about it. Because it's not 100% natural to me yet, even though I've used it so many times. Um, so we'll see. I, I think having an attachment is their best route. Mm-hmm. I think somehow fitting four buttons on there would be nice because the two was kind of, I don't know, when I was using the, the PS4 one, I was wishing I had four. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I, you know. I almost kind of wonder, this will be my last point on, on peripherals slash controllers. I wonder if there's more that the DualSense can do that Sony hasn't announced yet, that they're just mm-hmm. going to slowly roll out through firmware. Yeah, certainly. That's, I mean, it's a, it's something that they've already put a lot into to, to make better. Um, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. If there's some sort of functionality that they're still kind of like, um, you know, making sure has a, has a place. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be also be interesting to see if they do like a mid-year release or a mid-generation release. Like, I don't think Sony's ever really done that. They did this past generation, basically just like changing the design and feel a little bit, but nothing mm-hmm. substantial. Yeah, they Putting just basically. Yeah, they, they they changed the the analogs too from the base. The base had the rubber that like mm-hmm. peeled if you like you know, rubbed it too much essentially. And they made it that like more solid. I don't know what like type a plastic-y of, kind of, yeah, what type of material that is, but yeah, basically. Um, and that, uh, that's, that's like the one big change. All my controllers have that except for like my, my OG. Um, so that was, that was probably not too far into this, the, uh, PS4 life cycle too. They realized that that was a flaw and they, they fixed it. So. Yeah, I know they fix the analog sticks quickly because mm-hmm. I have the original one and then my 20th anniversary one is the same controller but with the different material thumbsticks. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one that's like, it's the Alpine Green one came out with Days Gone where it's the, the same and then just the light bar comes through the top. I don't know if they changed anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, controllers. Can't play games without them. And uh, that's it, so... <laughs> um i we got some new announcements this week for some games that i thought was really interesting and i thought we should talk about these um so the first one came i think two days ago or maybe it was yesterday uh bethesda yeah it was yesterday bethesda announced a they teased an indiana jones game that uh they will be working on and then today, 
for the first time in, I think it's been 175 years, uh, a, a publisher other than EA will be making a Star Wars game. Ubisoft has gotten the rights to make a, an open world uh, Star Wars game. And I saw a funny uh, joke where somebody was like, okay, so... Ubisoft is making an open world Star Wars game. Is it Assassin's Creed in space? Is it uh, Far Cry in space? Uh, or is it The Division in space? And <laughs> the people, the specific team from Ubisoft that is working on it is the Division team. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ubisoft massive. Yes, thank you. Uh, and I, you know what? I, I, I say that, I say the specific team. I can't remember the specific team from Bethesda that is going to be working on the the uh indiana jones game so forgive me for that but i find this very interesting was it machine machine games yes thank you wow dude you're all over it thank you so yeah, much you are now the new host no well, i don't need that kind of pressure yep so i'm taking off my host hat and uh you are driving <laughs> this train buddy i'm the researcher you be the host <laughs> you you're my fact checker in the moment live um yes. but i just find it really interesting that we get these two literally one day after another which is super cool and uh, this comes off the heels of, uh, is it IO Games? The, they're the ones who make Hitman. They're making yeah, a James Bond. And then... Can't wait. Yeah. And then, um, you know, not we're not too far removed. And actually, more news about this game was just released. But the Harry Potter open world game um, that now has just gotten announced. It's being delayed until... 2022 uh i don't know if they actually had given it a release date but they're saying that like that's when the game will come out now is that getting developed by cdpr (laughs) no it is not that is uh is it port key games or something like that i don't know i i this is news to me i didn't realize they're making a harry potter game i've probably seen it but my brain turns off when i see harry potter oh fucking dunk all over them um yeah so we're getting a couple of different you know movie slash entertainment yeah movies shows whatever um that are like now crossing over into video games which not really too surprising star wars obviously has been huge and like there have been you know games that are specifically like movie games but these are like individual stories now um which i think is super exciting and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just really cool, and um, there's just a lot to be excited about. So correct me if I'm wrong, but the the general feeling of all of these announcements is excitement, right? That's that's what I've seen um, on the internet and Twitter. Um, has that been consistent with what you've seen from people in the industry or even just gamers in general? Yeah, as far as like the James Bond... Um... James Bond, Indiana Jones, and Star Wars, yes. All excitement for these games. I haven't seen too many people going, now hang on a minute. Um, The only thing I will say about Harry Potter is because J.K. Rowling is a piece of shit. Um, A lot of people are not huge on this game now. Like, people are, like, you know, saying that, like, you should boycott it and stuff like that. Um, That being said... uh, you know, the, the game is based on the world that she created. Um, I don't think she's had a working hand on, like, the overall game. So I don't think in the game they'll be targeting trans people uh, specifically. But, you know, 
who's to say in this fucked up world so that's the only game that i think has been receiving some backlash but yeah everything else is but that's that's for a rightful social reason i mean there is something backing that up yeah it's nothing it's nothing like it's nothing to do with the game really other than just the um the the source content of it and and the creator of it but everything else for all of these games has been nothing but excitement to see these game these you know these ideas being transitioned into something that is going to be interactive and playable has been yes all excitement that i've seen it's funny i don't know if you uh remember this period of time um going back to the decades where um blockbusters and movie galleries roamed the earth freely and abundantly (laughs) um but but not too long ago movie video games were about the worst thing in in gaming they were the worst games they they did it to uh it's in in my opinion looking back um just kind of as like promotional material that's really all it was Mm -hmm. or to just like eke out a little bit more money on a franchise around the same time that a movie came out. It's interesting now in the past couple of years, and this is really the first period of time and, and you listing out all of the games coming out. It's kind of making me realize it that people are genuinely excited about these games. And I think it's because they're not just like movie remakes, you know? Right. That's the that's the that's the key, right? These are original stories, at least that's my understanding. Now obviously it's going to pull um God, what's it called? Uh uh you know, canon from the different uh franchises. You right. Know, you're gonna be playing the Star Wars one and you know you may be working with like a young general Akbar or some, some shit. He's going to say something like it's a trap, but you know, like that's it. Like it's, it's not, it's not like, uh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Like you said, it's not like trying to be like shot for shot. Like you're playing the movie and it's crappy and the controls are terrible. And that sounds like Bill Murray, but it's not Bill Murray. Um, <laughs> it's his like likeness. <laughs> yeah. It looks exactly like him. But it's just the wrong voice. But they got Bob Murray to <laughs> to voice him. So yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. Like I think people are genuinely excited because it's not a movie. It's not a movie game. It's a game based off of a movie content. Um, yeah. I mean, you kind of look at like Fallen Order from what I've read. Like exactly. other than the fact that there's no uh, dismemberment, uh, people were <laughs> that game pretty well reviewed. Right. Uh, I mean, it's the Chronicles of Narnia, essentially, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's been pretty well reviewed. And that's kind of like its own story, from what I understand. Um, That's that's really excited. I'm particularly excited about the James Bond one. I don't even care if it's just Hitman 1 through 3 and Mm. Agent 47 just has has hair now. He's just Agent 007 instead of Agent 47. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even care if that's the case. I'm excited. Uh, There's still like one mission where you drive an Aston Martin <laughs> and make it impossible. So it really just, I don't know if you've ever played any of the James Bond games for GameCube or uh, or, or PS2, like that area. 
but any James Bond game that involved a car, any mission, was fucking impossible. <laughs> I, I didn't, other than when you and I would play, was it Goldeneye? Uh, I had Goldeneye, I think we probably played Nightfire too. Okay, yeah, it might have been Nightfire. Uh, we just like played like the the fight against bots right. or whatever, right? Like I, yeah. I never, we never did like campaign or anything like that. I, I, I differ, I think, from you in that sense because I'm kind of hoping that's not just reskinned Hitman. <sighs> like I don't know, I, I kind of want to see them do something more with it. But I also haven't played a ton of the Hitman games. I've, I've been trying to get into them. <laughs> Uh, and I just like, I don't know. I just haven't been able to, so I don't know. I, I don't really look, know what it is. I want to look up. So IO is owned by Square Enix. Square Enix. I'm just, I want to look up what other games they've come out with because, um, I'm, I mostly saw what I said satirically. Like I do hope it's own game, but I do like the Hitman games. Yeah, and um, I mean, I, I could see, I could see where you can draw similarities and kind of just basically make it. I mean, like, hell, like you know, Ubisoft with all their games are just like reskinned in a different, like, right way, and like just like a slightly like, and then you give it like a different backstory. But like the game overall, they all play very similar, and like you know, as soon as people wake up to that and aren't okay with it, um, you know, if people are aware, I'm aware, and I'm fine with it. Like, yeah, you're just giving me a different story and like maybe this mechanic's a little different or like, oh, there's more guns instead of swords. I'm like, whatever. I'm fine with that. I love Ubisoft games. I think they do mm-hmm. a, fairly, a fairly good job with them. Um, but as soon as other people wake up to that, maybe that'll be an issue. Uh, maybe people will want to see some more, you know, variants in this stuff. Uh, this is and that's like an instance, like I mean, like with with Hitman to James Bond, it, it makes sense. Like if, if, if a studio is going to make a James Bond game, a James Bond game the studio that makes hitman makes sense to me so i I won't be surprised if it's the same and i don't think that would necessarily be a bad thing i think a lot of people would be okay with that i'm hoping it's not though for my own selfish reasons i just hope it kind of has like the same engine because like i love the way that the hitman games play like the way it feels like the the physics like i love that and i hope it's at least similar Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm, i'm looking at io and um I misspoke too. They're no longer owned by Square Enix. They bought themselves out in 2017. Oh, okay. Um, but other than the the three Hitman games that came out, um, it looks like they maybe. Sorry, I'm trying to go back to the page that I was on. They made some of the older Hitman games too, like Contracts. Actually, I think they made all of them. Hitman Absolution. Um. They also made the Kane and Lynch games. I don't know if you ever played those. I haven't, um, but I mean, I know of them. Yeah. And then they made some other smaller games that, in my opinion, they made mini ninjas, which I remember seeing a lot of, but like, whatever. So it'd be cool to like, have them have another IP that's big. Um, who knows if they're going to continue on with Hitman or if this is going to kind of overtake it. Um. Yeah, it'd be it would be nice to see. I just hope it definitely draws from some of the successes of of Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I in terms of um, the the two like you know most recent announcements, we don't really know anything about them. Um, you know, I'm I'm actually I think the one that intrigues me the most is 
the Indiana Jones one because I'm kind of sitting here going like, what is this going to be? Like, is this going to be Uncharted? Is this going to be right. Tomb Raider? Um, are you just like, if it's, <laughs> if it's um, linear, it's Uncharted. If it's open world, it's Tomb Raider, right? The new Tomb Raider games are are more open world, um, I think. <laughs> now that I'm saying that, I'm like nervous that I'm wrong. And I just was playing the new one. I know the one that came out that kind of started the recent like storyline with the model they're currently on that came out for, I think it came out for PS3 and then was eventually remastered. Mm-hmm. Um, the first, the first uh, Tomb Raider really felt a lot like Uncharted. I played that game as if it were an Uncharted game. I think I beat it in a day. Okay. Um, but was I that, think was that Rise? Okay. Well, yeah, either way. But I don't like, think so. Okay. Maybe. Okay. I'm know. thinking of Rise is the first one I think on PS4 that came out in like 2015, and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider is the most recent one that came out in 2018, I think. And they did have one that was just Tomb Raider. That's one that came out on PS3. Three. I think and then was remastered. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I think those two newer ones are open world, or they have like a light open world to them. So okay. regardless, like, is that what the game's going to be? I'm just super like, I, I, cause I honestly can't even imagine what that's going to be like other than that. Right. Star Wars right. is a little easier because, you know, it's Star Wars. There's so much to it. Like you can literally focus on like 10% of Star Wars and you can make a pretty solid game, I would think. Um, so I'm super excited about both and intrigued and they're going to be on my short list as soon as they are coming out. Um, and we get to see more stuff about them. Uh, these are definitely, I think, it's a, this is at least a good start to the year um, in terms of gaming. You get two cool announcements like this that I think can get everybody just excited. Like, okay, whew, last year was pretty awesome. We got a lot of good stuff. It's good because there's still good stuff coming in the future. Like, we, we already are getting our little teases. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I do hope the Tomb Raider game is more linear. Um, Indiana Jones? like, Oh yeah, sorry. I'm looking at Tomb Raider. Indiana Jones. <laughs> I personally hope it's more linear, mm-hmm. um, like the first couple uh, Uncharted games. Um, I didn't mind Uncharted Four, like the level of open world that that had. Like I thought that was a decent amount. Um, but I'm hoping it's more linear. And for Star Wars, my hope, my personal hope, is that it's um, Mandalorian slash. Mm-hmm. like bounty hunter based yeah i'm i'm wondering um that was like the one thing i was thinking because a lot of people have been crying out for that right everybody's saying i want a mandalorian game i don't know yeah i don't know uh that would be cool that would be that would be dope if that's actually what we're getting from ubisoft because i think they i think a mandalorian style would would be something that they could pull off with their typical mechanics i think that would be so cool Right, given the team that is building it, Ubisoft Massive, like you'd think, like a shooter game. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I could see. I don't it. know. Or maybe that's going to be the new. Uh, and I do. I don't hope this is the case, but maybe it'll be like the new Splinter Cell. True. I didn't even really consider that. I always. You're going to take offense to this, but I always forget about Splinter Cell. I don't. <laughs> I know. I know you don't. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> Every year. Hey, Mike. What's your What's the game you hope for most? Splinter Cell. Splinter New Cell. Splinter Cell. 
every year. I don't um, want little stupid little missions in the existing Tom Clancy games. <laughs> hey, we heard you wanted Splinter Cell, so you can load up Ghost <laughs> Recons. Uh, Ghost Recons, wow, I'm a boomer. I just added an S on a game that doesn't have an S on the end. You can load up Ghost Recon, and uh, you can play one mission where Sam Fisher coughs in the background. So cool. <laughs> try not Literally to pop. It. Try not to pop too hard of a boner there, Mike. And um, we're gonna tease it on Twitter for months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna be like coming soon, and it's like the the night vision goggles yeah, that he always has. And then everybody's like, "Oh my god, new Splinter Cell!" And they're like, "That's right, Sam Fisher is joining Ghost Recon." Yeah, that that's how I just hear it. Always assume it's a Rainbow Six update now. Or that. Yep. Um. Yeah, I guess with we can do a little. Let's dip our toes in a little bit of a prediction mode. Is there is there a, a movie uh, that or something that is like a movie franchise that you'd want to see a game of? You know, I, like I said, a lot of people were saying about Mandalorian, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have been asking for a Mandalorian game. Maybe that's what we're getting here. Maybe not. Is that something you do want to see? You just said you do, so you can't use that as your your choice but is there something that's like really prevalent in the current zeitgeist to use a five-star word that you um that you'd want to see make the jump to gaming queen's gambit (laughs) (laughs) and don't tell me there are already chess games especially if you have a mac which i happen to be recording on right now (laughs) okay I just watched Queen's Gambit. It's a good show. But this isn't the Good show, show, Bad Show podcast. We can make a spinoff later in life. Um, I do want to think of something more serious. So that was just kind of my buying time. And I have thought <laughs> of nothing. <laughs> um, no, you're fine. I, I Something that I've seen uh, that I could like get behind. A lot of people say like Game of Thrones. Something that takes place in that kind of universe. Um, Skyrim 6? Yeah, Skyrim 6 essentially. I, I mean, I would be fine with like a Game of Thrones type um where you know the entire story is like you're the heir to your throne but you get like kidnapped and so like somebody else and it's all about like working your way back very like you know again ubisoft could probably make this game um right it's very like assassin's creed odyssey almost uh where, where like you're you're separated from your family early on and you're just kind of like a loner but there's more to you than just that. Um, I, I could see like a game kind of like that. And it's about like getting back to the throne and like becoming the, the rightful champion or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that would be cool, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, Indiana Jones is something that I wouldn't have even thought of. And like, here we are getting that. So. All right. I, I don't, I, I might not be the best person to ask because I'm pretty disconnected from like, cinema i'll mm-hmm. watch movies as they come out but like i hate going to movie theaters um <clears throat> so i generally don't see things until they've been out for a while um obviously my big one is the mandalorian beast so i couldn't use that <laughs> um the other one i would have said and i almost did and then i remembered uh would have been like avengers yep um but they did that and well uh, yeah I well, mean, they put it out there <laughs> whether or not they did it i was gonna say you could still say the avengers as your choice like you want to see like 
a better one? Like, I don't I, know. I want to see it developed by a Sony studio. How about Insomniac? <laughs> yeah. Which, I want I mean, to see they it didn't... move into... Yeah, yeah. They, they did Spider-Man, so, like, yeah. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. I would think, like, like a Westworld or something mm-hmm. going on yep. the HBO trend. <laughs> um... I just don't know if that would be considered like a, a Red Dead ripoff, you know? Because I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. Or well, yeah, <laughs> but it could be like I don't know. It could be set up that like there's different, like it's like a one big map with like different parks because that's kind of like the you know spoilers that's the original for, spoilers for HBO. Like yeah, like or sorry, spoilers for Westworld. But like yeah, season one takes place in like a western, but like season two, it's like oh well, they're working on other parks, so they had like a uh, samurai or like a Japanese style park. Did um, really? Yeah, that's that's the I think that's the second season, and then so like they could yeah, dude, it's a it's Westworld's a great show. If you haven't watched it, ten out of ten, recommend. Um, I've seen the first season. It's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. You know watching it like watching going to watch season three i had to go back and watch season one and two to to really get back on it um but it's it's good so like something like that right like where it's like well the top left quadrant of this map is like the samurai bottom right is the western town area like and it's probably huge still right and then like top right could be metropolis think like gta style and then bottom left you know whatever um something like that could be done and i think that would actually be really freaking cool and that would be it's funny so westworld was actually a movie from like the 70s or something yes like that. i just watched it this week i hadn't even realized that i found it by accident actually go trying to go back and watch the the tv series um and i don't know if you've seen that but and, and i think it's it's been out for four years it's past kind of like the statute of spoilers mm-hmm. um but basically the guy who was in western world has to try to escape from one of the androids and he has to go through like each of the other parks and it's all connected through like an underground system. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that would be cool as long as they get a good team developing it. Cause I feel like they could also turn it into a shit show. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a good choice. I, I it's, a, it's a hard question. Like I, I didn't know if you would have something or not. And like, that's fine. Like you didn't, you weren't forced to come up with something you just would have been dr pay obviously um right it's so easy when like a couple of games it's like star wars is obvious it's a no-brainer um avengers like i said is a good choice because those are like the current movies but you know you kind of have to find a movie that's like you know action-based or something because no offense i don't know how easy it would be to make a queen's gambit game and to make it you know interesting enough so yeah probably <laughs> i mean probably not <laughs> so it is funny though because besides Avengers, my other thought was like Hunger Games, yep. and then that's literally, that's literally been like the past three years in gaming has been Hunger Games knockoffs. So even if they were making like a Hunger Games story, I don't know. I don't think that would do well. Right. I think that would be kind of weird, honestly. But it's just funny. And going back to what we said before, it's like I don't. I just don't. I, I've separated the two realms: video games and movies. I don't yep. really try to associate them because I just throughout my life when games and when when that when those two realms kind of converge like it just whatever the product is is dog shit so it's not something i think about anymore 
Right. Um, and now we're, seeing, we're, li- we're literally seeing like Uncharted's getting a movie. Last of Us is getting a TV show. Um, uh, Fallout is getting a TV show. Like <laughs> we're, we're, we're seeing the crossover come again and it's, they're, they're pushing it hard. It seems so it, you're right. Like for most of our life, you know, Oh, you can, do you want to play Iron Man? You can get the Iron Man movie game and it's dog shit. It's literally the worst game you've ever played. There you go. I answered your first question from the beginning. Um, but like, yeah, now we're seeing them kind of brave it. Uh, Assassin's Creed got a movie. It was not great, but they went for it. Good for them. Tomb Raider's always been like the one thing that I think has bled both realms and has done a fairly good job. Mm-hmm. So, and that was that was a game first, right? Game and first, then- and then it was the Angelina Jolie movies. And then a ton of games again, just all games, all games forever. And then they did the soft reboot of the movies, what, like two years ago, three years ago, maybe at this point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it's exciting. I'm glad we're kind of gotten to this point. Um, I'm definitely excited to see this array of games coming out. Yeah, I'm willing. I'm. Hey, I'm for it. Let's let's give it a try. Let's see what we can do. Let's see if we can finally start making this work because I can think of about a million games that I played and then afterwards was like, I would love to see a movie made like of this because it's it feels like a trip just playing it. It feels like a movie, but to get it like condensed. And sometimes I think that's the hard part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why it doesn't always work out. But um, yeah, I'm for these crossovers and the Indiana Jones one and... I guess James Bond are like the two big ones because I can't think of an Indiana Jones game. And, you know, like you said, James Bond hasn't come out since um, like GameCube era, right? So um, I'm definitely excited. There's been a couple James Bond games since then. There was one for PS3, like 007 Legends or something like that. I don't think it was good. (laughs) Right. So kind of just came out. (laughs) Yeah. It just kind of flopped out. It was there. It eked out. Um, Star Wars, though, has been obviously like around. Um, right. Like and we've got Battlefront, part. Squadrons, Fallen Order, Force Unleashed to go back a little further. So. So Machine Games, I couldn't remember which Bethesda games they made. They make all the Wolfenstein games. Okay. So now I'm doubly excited about it because, as I've said before, I'm not a huge Bethesda fan, but I do like Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited that they're kind of on this one. That being said, all first-person games, I hope this is third-person. Yes, I also hope this is third-person. Uh, I guess last last thing that we can leave off uh, and then just wrap up the episode, um, mm-hmm. we'll do a little prediction on this uh indiana jones game because it's being made by bethesda and this could be the one that falls one way do we think this will be an xbox exclusive or do you think i i am of the uh, ideology and thinking that uh 
if a Fallout game is made or if a Skyrim 6 is made, those games will be everywhere. But do you think that this game would also be, or do you think this might be one that they would just put on Xbox only? I... With no other influences, I think it's going to be an Xbox only game. However, it's not an original IP. And I don't know who has their hands in this game. So if whoever owns the, is it, is it LucasArts? Is that who Indiana Jones is? I believe so, which means it's under the Disney umbrella. It's Luke, Lucasfilm, yeah, and Paramount Pictures. Those are at least the production companies for the movies. I don't know if they're going to have a say in it. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if it only comes out for Xbox, it's limiting sales. Right. So I don't know how much they're, I don't know if they're going to be producers of this as well. Whereas, in, in other words, they're putting money into it. They might want it. Um, on the, on, at least Sony consoles, and I mean, looking more into the movie industry, Sony's kind of on the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're at least going to dip their toes in and say it's going to be, um, it's going to have limited exclusivity. Mm-hmm. I think we're just going to have to get used to that with Bethesda games. I think they're either going to come out first for Xbox for X amount of time, or there's going to be um, exclusive content. Yep. I literally um, thought the same thing. I That's basically exactly where I was going to go with it. But I don't know. So if I'm, if I'm Xbox, it, is it even worth putting it out there for Sony? And let's say that Paramount and Lucasfilm are completely out of it. Um, just kind of franchising the IP. Why would I want to put it on PlayStation? They've got Uncharted and the Tomb Raider games. I guess the idea would be the fact that it's it's like a name. It's Indiana right. Jones. If it was just, you know, if it was what what was the what was the Insomniac game that's Spider Man, but it's not Spider Man. Sunset Overdrive, right? Sunset Overdrive, yeah. Who cares? But Spider Man, well, that's a name. True. I think that would be the that would be the the reasoning behind it. I think uh, because people are going to buy it for the name. I'm thinking about buying this James Bond game and it might end up being just Hitman, which I just got done saying I'm not a huge fan of the Hitman games. I can't get into them, but I might buy it just because of James Bond. Yeah, true. So, I mean, like, that's enough to sway my needle and I think a lot of people would fall that way as well. Just think about anybody who's, you know, just an Indiana Jones fan, right? Like, this could totally not be a game for them and they'll get it because it's indie. Has there been... I'm, I'm wondering if there's even been any word. I'm going to go on Game Rant. They have an article about this. The subheader says, an Xbox insider suggests that Bethesda's Indiana Jones game might not be exclusive, instead being a case-by-case multi-platform game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what so Bethesda's going to do with everything, right? Like mm-hmm. like you said, like I think a lot of times they're going to flex that you know timed exclusivity uh like the first year of this game being out 
but you know with how games come out we've been talking about this for the past you know 20 weeks uh or however long we've been doing this like games come out and they're not polished a lot so sometimes you can take that year wait as a blessing and a lot of times after that they can't really sell it as a $60 game or $70 game now um so what they end up doing is it's the game plus all bonus content for $70 which a lot of times ends up kind of being a steal because the game is now in its full final you know bug free or as bug free as possible uh state so sometimes it's not the end of the world Right. Uh, you know, and I think some people may realize that too. Like, I don't know. You know well, what? I'm having I think a re- is going to do that. I'm having a really insane realization about Microsoft's business model right now. And I think I want to put this in my calendar to come back to it either in a year or shortly after Indiana Jones comes out. Okay. Because if it is a timed exclusive and it's technically like an Xbox not an Xbox Game Studios game, but um, uh, a subsidiary of of Xbox, of Microsoft. It's going to come out on um, Xbox first, and it's going to be included with Game Pass. So you're going to get it into the hands of everybody who owns an Xbox and likely a PC Mm -hmm. and and has Game Pass. Microsoft's probably not going to make much revenue on that. But you get all the press. If it's a great game, if it's if it's even if it's just like a standard Bethesda game, I couldn't tell you besides some of the Fallout games, any Bethesda game that's gotten bad reviews, um, especially Wolfenstein. I think they've all done well, except for um, the newest one because girl bad, girl, girl main character bad. Oh God, was that actually a thing? Yes. Oh great, I was completely ignorant to that. Yeah. But now I'm gonna go research it and, and gaslight myself. <laughs> but. <laughs> But their model was insane. And this is how Game Pass is going to pay off for them. Because you're going to get it in the hands of all these people. Everyone's going to say how great of a game it is on Xbox. And then that's going to get people and like PlayStation clamoring to have this game. And Microsoft doesn't have the risk of putting it out to PlayStation and no one wanting to play it. Basically, Game Pass is going to be their case study on whether or not it should go to other platforms yeah i i think that is so smart if that's what they're doing this will be interesting to see with and i think bethesda is going to be the the case because bethesda seems to be the one studio that microsoft has that would be like we kind of need to get this you know across the board we need to put this out so it'll be interesting to see because they keep saying it's going to be case by case and you might be right this might be how they they do it and this and i believe this is probably the first bethesda game that's coming out after this announcement right like don't include ones that were announced before the acquisition but i think this is the first one right this is the first game that they've announced that they're working on outside of like the ones that are you know exclusives on sony as weird as that is yeah so yeah wow i feel like we could talk about this for i like wow (laughs) this is like this is like when you're like working on a like a mystery and you just like you cracked it you cracked the mystery this is like there's so much to think about there 
Um, you're, sure, yeah, yes. you're right. We're definitely going to have to keep like a, a close eye on how Microsoft handles each and every Bethesda release from here on. That would be so smart if that's what they're doing. I will say, like, as someone who has Game Pass, I certainly don't regret getting a Series X. I wish I could play the Sony games, but, like, there's just something so exciting about knowing that I'm getting this game. I don't spend more money than I already am. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we could talk all day about it. We'll come back to it, I'm sure. This will yeah. be a recurring, recurring topic since it is such an interesting part of the industry now. Yeah. For sure. I'm excited. Hopefully within the coming weeks, we start hearing more information and we get like a bit a better clue specifically into that Star Wars one, because again, there's so much there, right? Like in the Star Wars universe. So it'll be nice to see where we're going with that. You know, is it a Jedi story? Is it a Mandalorian story? Is it a a Stormtrooper story? Whatever. So I'm I'm definitely excited for that. Um, And just hopefully we hear more news about all of these. And, uh, you know, it's a new year. Hopefully we start hearing you know new games that are in the works and we can we can start talking about all of these and speculating on how great we think they're going to be uh speculate how many times we think they're going to get delayed and speculate whether or not it's going to flop so (laughs) might have been talking too much about cyberpunk there i'm i i feel like we're rounding the curve to the point (laughs) where we're not going to talk about uh cyberpunk much anymore other than the fact that they did announce that the uh next gen and air quotes updates coming in q2 i think oh damn oh, so god anywhere between one and well probably between three and six months to uh get ready for that yeah yeah that's when it'll work its way back into our weekly talks um all right anything else on these games anything else on controllers that you thought of I'm torn between the new red controller that Microsoft announced that everyone's freaking out about <laughs> and the blue one and the white one. Maybe I'll just get all three and be super patriotic. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, to France. <laughs> or you Ukraine. Buy all th- you buy all three and then you take, up a f- you take a picture, a photo op, and have them resting on a baguette. I love it. Wee-wee, <laughs> oui, oui, like they do in France. Um all right. Well, thank you all for listening and and joining us on this this wild ride. Um, Mike, Spencer, who should listen to this podcast? Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Share this with somebody who's fluent in French. Hmm. Boom! I got that. I was on top of that. You think you yes. can? You think you can? You can throw me off? Nah, nah, sister. And then tell them to rate our French on Apple Podcasts or wherever yes. they listen. You can you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen. We appreciate you listening there. You can just share it, and that would be glorious. We'd really appreciate that. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>